You're now listening to Off the Collar. Powered by Backswing Golf Events. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Off the Collar. It's your host, Nick Johnson, and joining me, as always, DJ Shelby Brassmuller. What's going on? <laughs> you, got a, you got a new setup going? The chains are going? Like, are you going? Do an ice cube concert tonight or what's what's the vibe i know i look like a vibe in hardcore you look like an oakland raiders fan uh, oh not mm, the vibe i was wanting <laughs> no or or you're about to drop an album what yeah uh, i feel like i'm gonna drop an album that's definitely the vibe <laughs> i was going for <laughs> what ha- what happened to the the couch setup was it too too relaxed just- for you yeah, it was just too cozy, and I just had to get out of there. I was going to fall asleep every single podcast, you know? I just had to make moves, make a big well, girl setup. I like it. I, I think Thank we you. need to get we need to get you some buttons to press, because it definitely looks I know. like... It looks like you're about to, like, you know, throw that yes. big, big air horn in that oh, in yeah. every radio show. Or, we definitely need one of those. <laughs> I think we can actually do it on this software. Should oh, I be, should should. I be that guy? Yeah. Let's see. What do you want? A drum roll? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's that's brutal. It was super that loud. That is brutal. Let's see if we can put it. We'll put it in here for the audience. Wow. Yeah. Not sure I'm a fan of that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. We'll just have it's... to make our own sound effects. Yeah, we'll have to make we'll have to make our own. <laughs> Did you know? This is actually funny that you're bringing this up. The opening to our podcast um, is actually my sister. Did I ever tell you that? No, you've literally never told me that. Yeah, um, the intro and outro is my sister, and then like the drum, the drum line is is me. So uh, all wow. all original. All original stuff. I have zero, very little musical talent, but was able to put that together. Um, you go. Yeah, yeah. You're probably wondering why does my sister have a British accent and I sound like this. Um, yeah, that's actually my sister, where I was going with that. <laughs> yeah. Every, everyone asks me that. Um, yeah. My sister grew up in Hong Kong, so that was mm-hmm. a, a British colony until I believe 1990, 89, somewhere in there. Yeah. So. If you ever meet my mom or my sister, they both have a very English um, dialect. And my sister lived in London for like 15 years. So just wow. added on to it. So That's yeah. That's very I, cool. A little fun fact. Super random. Yeah. I think I, I'm not going to try to do a British accent, um, but I definitely think yeah, it's, no. it's like something I've taken, ad- I've taken advantage of a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's something that I like will do just randomly like i'll be talking to somebody and i'll just throw it into the conversation and they're like where did that come from i'm like i don't know don't ask it's like (laughs) a it's like a stress it's like a stress vibe almost yeah like i'll throw it i can't even i can't do it on command because it just i can't either right it just (laughs) um it'll come out randomly i'm sure on this episode um but yeah, that is all her. She is. Um, that is very cool. It is not AI. I did not uh, steal that from any anybody. Okay. I actually, I well, <laughs> I stole it from my brother-in-law who uses it for his voicemail, <laughs> which is <laughs> pretty, pretty freaking awesome. So, that is cool. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I guess uh, little tidbits for all the listeners out there is yeah. meet someone British. 
or be related to someone British. Just What's, have that um, in your circle. In my, yeah, you need one British yeah. person. Yeah. Makes everything, like, even if you're trying to win, like, an argument, just have her, like, close it for you. Because even yeah. if it's not right, it sounds it yeah. sounds better. Um, so... Yeah, what's what's the what's the vibe going here? Are you? <laughs> <laughs> I can't get over this new set. I I, I love it, but it it's definitely um, I don't know. It, it, I can't yeah. stop thinking of Raiders vibes. I'm or... probably gonna move because this is my new desk, so I'm gonna move my desk probably against that wall so that we can see everything in the background, and then I'm gonna hang up like my two degrees that I got. Um, yeah. I'm going to put like okay. all my trophies up and like our posters. I'm going to make it like really cool. Okay, cool. Um, that's really funny. You're working on your desk because I spent a good part of my day working <laughs> on my desk. Yeah. Um, I, got I just cool, put it together. Uh... I just built mm -hmm. it today. So. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Where'd you get it? Ikea? Uh, Amazon. Spaces? <laughs> Amazon. Yeah. Amazon coming in clutch. Yeah, Honestly, always. I feel like we're on, we must be on the same cycle or something because I've been yeah. hitting Amazon heavy the last couple of oh, days. Yeah. Um, but maybe it's just, stuff too. I ordered groceries from there, um, which something I started over COVID and just can't stop. I just can't stop. I just can't. I, I hate going to grocery stores because I always get more than I yeah, actually I need. Yeah, I always get more than I need. And, and I always I go when I'm hungry. It. Me too. I yeah. always do that. Maybe that's my problem. I got to stop going to the grocery store hungry. You can't go when you're hungry because then everything looks good. Yeah. And then it, it, it taps into like another, you would be shocked how many times I end up buying like bath salts or a bath bomb or like something or a plant or like something, something I don't that need. you just don't need. <laughs> where if I'm like on Amazon, it's, I've gotten to a point where it's like, I'm only on there because I need something. For the most part. Interesting. I do it just to, or like, to scroll. scroll. Yeah. To see what I can find. Or the, like, yeah. I'll go on a different social media platform and somebody will have their like Amazon storefront. And I'm like, oh, let me see what they have in there. And then I'll end up buying like five things from it. I'm like, this is yeah. awful. Maybe I'll start looking on Amazon, just scrolling through Amazon. Because I think I finished Instagram. Like, I've, yep. through, I've, I've, I'm done with it. Like, I'm. I've looked through every reel. Um, I have two Instagrams now, so I'm getting double the amount. Um, yep. So, yeah, I think I'm done. I think I should get any day now, like a plaque from Instagram saying, yeah. you've finished. You, you've gone you through our it. entire... You completed I'm, it all. <laughs> you finished the game. Level 30 complete. Um, but, yeah, I was spending a good portion of my day trying to figure out my setup. It's definitely something that, uh, is a little bit limited because I have one of those like desks that's in the wall, like it came with yeah. the apartment. Oh, so fancy. it's a little bit limited, yeah. And I got this new like portable screen, which is awesome. Um, it's like sixteen inches. You mm. can just put it in your backpack. Um, and I was using it in San Diego and editing with that thing. So that thing is that is mine. It's it's awesome. It's like two K and super fancy, but I'm like trying to figure out how to still use it. Yeah. Um, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I should just buy a new monitor. I don't know. There's too many <laughs> choices. Know. How many there YouTube is. videos I watch to figure out like what's the most um, efficient setup for this and for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, too many options, but too I think I options. 
what do you do? Do you go double screen like side by side? Or how, uh, I go how do you have your straight setup? laptop for now. But normally when I'm working, I have double screen. So I have a bigger monitor and then I'll have my laptop in front of me. And that way I can just like drag them from one right. computer to the next. But I'll do all my, because I do a lot of graphic design. So I'll do all the graphic design on the bigger screen so I can see what it looks like because my eyes are terrible. Sure. Um, yeah, no, that I just have maybe a little bit more tenure is the word I'm going to use. I've tried different setups. So I'm, I think I'm on my final, like my final decision in terms of my setup. I'm going top and bottom. They call it stacked, like one screen on top and one screen on yeah. bottom. Cause when I was, when I was working, um, I had one that was vertical for like all my Excel stuff or anything like that. And then one that was normal, um, which I thought was awesome. And then my setup at home in San Diego, I had a TV on top of it. So I was like, it might've been a little too much stimulation, <laughs> but it, it, at the time when I was setting it up, I'm like, Oh, I could watch golf up here and I can have this over here and have this over there. Yeah. So, um, anyway, you'll get there. I think you'll, you'll, you'll find your path with the double, the double monitors. Yeah. Um, if you guys saw that my, I'm having a problem right now. Oh, what, my earbuds what'd you do? just went out for some reason. Oh, um, well, you're totally not working. Hold I please. can hear you just fine. <laughs> oh, my stupid sensitivity thing. I can't, I can't use my left hand. Okay. Now I can't hear you. Awkward. Let's try this. Mm, no, it's taking me to other pages. Problems. You're fine though, unless you're hearing me reverb, but I don't hear I it. Just pull it closer. See if I can hear you now. Say something. Something? No. Check, 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 <laughs> check, 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 check. That's so weird. Check, check, check. What is your output volume check, at? Check. My output volume? This does not affect the volume that gets recorded. Uh, I'm gonna have to do it over my speaker right now. Why is it not working? working? Check, 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 check. Seems uh, to be working on my end. Right. Mm. Ever. Mm. Mm. And that's bright too. Ew. Still can't hear me. <sighs> Hold on. We might need to get some headphones plugged in. That's why people plug them in. <sighs> Investment number fifty. I'm just gonna take a nap. Mm -hmm. I could say so many things because you can't hear me. I can like barely hear you. I hear like sound coming out, but I don't know what you're saying. Do you turn the volume up on your AirPods? Something about my AirPods. That's all I heard. Did you turn the volume up on your AirPods? I They're all the way up, I thought. I don't know. My I input's I don't fine. know how I heard that one. I don't know. It's, I mean, the mic is right next to my mouth now, but maybe it was pretty close before. Okay. I need to know which one of these is the working one. You're, you got a minute and a half to figure it out. You have a minute and a half to edit out? To figure it say? out. Oh, Jesus. I wonder if you'll just talk really loud and then... What the hell was that? 
I'm gonna have to try that. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> I have to focus on what you're saying, though. <laughs> what? I have to focus on what you're saying. On what I'm saying? What do you mean? Like, I can barely hear you. Okay, now I'm good. I'm gonna... Just sheer disaster. I'm gonna... All the time. And I think we lost her. Can you hear me, Shelby? Yeah, I can hear you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Guys, it's tough to put on a podcast sometimes. It um, is. It really is. We're, we're just going to have to invest, make investment number 35, a set of headphones for both of us. Yeah. Mine cut out last week. Hers cut out today. So yep. it might just be the heat. I don't know. Well, Maybe. you guys have waited. Um, yeah. You guys have waited long enough. Let's get on to our guest of this week. Shelby, who did you, who did you pick for this week? I got us Karen Kim. Karen Kim, thanks for joining us. I appreciate you putting us into your busy schedule. I saw you're moving, right? Where are you right now? Oh, I'm in Dallas, Texas. I'm still moving in um, inside Dallas, so not too far. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're not too far from me at all. It's like a two, three hour drive. We probably could have just had you sit on the couch right over here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been a lot easier. <laughs> well, we just lost Shelby's feed somehow. Um, oh. Oh, she just texted. <laughs> We've had a bit of a day. I don't know what's going on. Her headphones cut out, and maybe it was just her Wi-Fi the entire time. But uh, she just texted me saying that her Wi-Fi is out. So um, we're going to have to go without her, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. Maybe she can. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. Anyways, uh, part of putting on a podcast. Well, Anyways, Karen, thanks for joining us. So uh, for our audience out there, give us a little bit of an idea of what you're currently playing in. Um, you know, you've been with Backswing for a short amount of time, but what are you, I know your claim to fame a little bit, so to speak, is the US Open last year, but why don't you give us an idea of, of what uh, you're currently playing in? So yes, I played the US Open last year in 2022. Um, that was the biggest event I've ever played, like, you know, my first major. Um, right now, I have full status on the Epson Tour. It's basically um, the ladies' corn fairy. And um, I have a medical excuse this year, so that's why I haven't been playing all of it. But I still have status for next year, so that's where I'm at. Got it. So how how much are you spending right now, like recovery wise? Like, are you going full like ice bath style? Like, <laughs> do you, it looked like you have your full your full team on you. Like in a couple of videos I saw, like how much how much are you spending on recovery right now? I would imagine it's a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's basically like half of my time, and um, yeah, it's a lot. But like, I'm with DTX. They're located in Dallas as well. And they're absolutely amazing. Dr. Brian Mann, he's looking after me. Like he's always been amazing. Like the people there, they've always been like welcoming and polite. Um, I've gotten a lot better going there. And um, it's the lower back and the left knee that's been bothering me mostly, but um, I'm recovering. So I feel good. Is that, <laughs> is, that from, is that from golf? Is that golf related or is it like other stuff? So I think it's mostly golf related because we're only using like one side of the swing a lot repeatedly, but um, they told me to do like the opposite to even out like the body. So yeah, did, mostly did, golf. Did you, get a, did, you get a, 
did you get a set of left-handed clubs now just to even it out? Um, that is a good question. I didn't get a set, but I did get one, um, specifically for me, customized by Callaway. So <laughs> I am you, working on that. What is it? It's just a seven iron. Um, but I'm using Paradigm right now, and mm -hmm. it's basically a left-handed Paradigm. So yeah. <laughs> How's your how's your, lefty, how's your lefty swing compared to your righty? Because your righty is pretty good. Oh my gosh! So I should um, upload a video on Instagram. It's actually pretty good. Like I was surprised. It goes like just twenty yards shorter than my actual distance because I hit my seven like one sixty yards, and I think it goes like one forty ish, a little less than one forty. Yeah. Okay, so you're making decent contact with it already. Yeah. That's, that's uh -huh. I, always, <laughs> I was surprised I too. Go ahead. I was surprised too. That's all I said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I always wonder because I feel like since you and I obviously played golf righty and we kind of know what to do lefty, right? It's kind of just the opposite motion. Would it, mm -hmm. you know, if we're ever to teach kids one day would it be smart to teach them righty and then lefty or teach them both i don't know and see which one you're better at might be uh someone should experiment on that and, and let us know <laughs> yeah that's a really good question i mean for the body i think that would be smart um like to even master that that's that's very um I don't know. It's a lot, but that would be we had, cool. We had, a, <laughs> we had a guy, we had a guy at our, my club in San Diego that uh, could break par both lefty and righty. And it would always be oh like, we would always be interesting to see what he was going to do. Like we have, we had a regular yeah. game Wednesdays and Fridays and we never knew if he was going to play lefty or righty. So I think he always putted righty, but there would be a time like he'd mix and match his bag. So like his woods would be righty then his irons would be lefty. <laughs> I don't know wow. how people can, how you can keep it straight. It's hard enough for me just to play right-handed. Um, but I want to go into the U S open a little bit. I did see your, your video. Um, was it pine needles? The course that it was at? Am I thinking yeah, that? it was in pine needles at North Carolina. Yeah. Um, and I do want to go into like your qualifying. Where did you qualify for the Open? So I played at the clubs of Houston Oaks. It was in Houston, obviously. Okay. <laughs> do you remember what you shot to get in? Uh, I think I shot three under, but we had to do a playoff because there was like four girls that shot three under but there was only four spots and there was only one girl that there was another girl that shot like four under. Yeah. Okay. So, so four girls so was, that shot three under. Mm -hmm. It seems like you have a good track record in, in USGA events, right? Didn't, didn't I see that you played in a USAM when you were younger? Oh uh, yeah. That was probably like in 2012, maybe like, Okay. Like really back then, <laughs> like 10 years ago. <laughs> so I was going to ask, like, if, if you're, you only shot three under, so it probably never came across your mind that you might be getting into the U.S. Open unless you really knew exactly where you were. But during the playoff, you obviously know you have a shot. 
So that's right. Yeah. Right. Cause I, I've always, you know, I played in my, my fair share of Monday qualifiers and us open qualifiers and you want to keep the pedal down as much as you can, but mm-hmm. you also want to stay like in the moment. Like you don't really know what number is going to get in. I mean, I've shot really good numbers and you're not even close where you've, and I've done the opposite where I felt like I played terribly and I was only like a couple shots out of it. So did that ever cross your mind, you know, when you were playing the rounds or were you pretty much like, give me your, how you were feeling during the qualifying and then the, the playoff? Um, so, I mean, I did have like a double bogey or was it a triple? Jeez, I don't even remember. Um, on the same hole, because you know how on the qualifier, it's like 36 holes in one day. Um, so I got like a, I think it was a double, like on the same part three, it was like ridiculous. Um, so that's when I felt like a little bit of pressure and, um, I was scared for a second, (laughs) but, um, it was, it was like a very good day. Like I felt confident throughout the whole day, whole day. And like, I felt like I was doing a, like a really good job. So like, even though I just shot three under, I still felt like I was in the top circle. Yeah. And like when I was in the playoff, um, we didn't play until the next, we played like 8 PM that day. Cause it was so late, but like we had to like continue the next morning because it was so dark. Um, and I birdied like the first hole that we started on and I was the first person to qualify. So I don't know. It was just, it was just a good time. I was just having a great time. So it was really fun. That's awesome. I, um, like I said, I watched that little chip in you had, and I noticed that you and I have the same glasses. I actually have them right here. So. Oh my gosh. I was going to throw them on. Um, <laughs> I, I honestly never use these for, for golf though. These are like my skiing glasses. Um, uh-huh. but I also have terrible eyesight and these aren't prescription. So I don't know. Did you, <laughs> I was, it was like, Oh, I have those glasses. That's super funny. Um, but do you normally play with those on? Like these, these things are hefty. Like these things are huge. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like them cause they're huge. Like they cover like almost half of your face and, um, like you're wearing a full mask. <laughs> yeah. And like, I, yeah, I was told that you want to stay away from the sun as much as possible, especially when you're like working outside. I mean, working, golfing, playing outside. Um, but I think they're great. They're so big and they're probably good for your skin too. So <laughs> I love them. <laughs> I, uh, I think I had a pair of the, um, like the M frames, like the more bicycle looking frames when I was mm-hmm. in college. I think my mom got them in like Hong Kong or something. They're like knockoffs. Oh yeah. And, they, oh. and I remember I took them off one day and they broke like straight in half. <laughs> I was like, well, I guess those are done. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but let's, uh, let's talk about, we have a little bit in common that we both played at Morongo at Tucklet, right? You had told me yes. um, over text that that was kind of where you grew up playing. And that was my home mm-hmm. course at University of Redlands. I, oh, wow. I have mixed feelings about it. <laughs> I don't, I don't think I'm like the biggest fan of the course. I mean, it's, 
layout wise, it's 30 for our listeners out there. It's 36 holes in Beaumont, which is like right between um, LA and Palm Springs is the best way I can describe it. And it was taken over by Morongo probably when I was in my sophomore year. So like 2013, somewhere like that. Um, mm-hmm. And we were all excited thinking they were going to put, you know, all this effort in the course now that they had a new partner. And I just never thought it was in great condition. I've heard it's gotten better from, you know, my old coach there, but mm-hmm. it's like, just was, I feel like we always played poorly there because the conditions were just never good. <laughs> like, how did you, you're probably a great wind player though, I would imagine. Cause it's always blowing like 30, 40 miles. Wind down. player. I mean, like, I agree with you about mixed feelings. Cause, um, I mean, I grew up playing there on like the SEPGA, the tour, the tour cups, um, my junior events when I was like mm-hmm. younger, like, I don't know, eight, nine, 10, 12. <laughs> um, it's definitely uh, challenging and really hard, but uh, I don't know why, but every time I go there, I, it just haven't shot my best score. Like, yeah. I, I don't remember like shooting in the sixties there. It's like really hard, but like, yeah. I just love, yeah. It brings back memories for sure. What's your favorite? Is it champions or legends? So I've always had tournaments on the champions course. Yeah. Um, I've only played the legends. Yeah. I've only played the legends once or twice. Um, but I have a family friend who lives on the course. So I always visit him when I have a tournament there and I have a place to stay. So that's a plus. Yeah. We would always, uh, play champions because the nine Mm -hmm. would always come back into the clubhouse like legends takes you way the hell out there yeah (laughs) like really and we would always walk too so it was like if we're if we're gonna walk we didn't want to walk legends because it does basically like the ninth and tenth hole or the farthest point away from the clubhouse um if we just want to play like nine or something it was usually was usually that case um or we would play Redlands Country Club or Oak Valley, which I'm sure Oak Valley you probably played quite a bit also because they have a ton I of too, yeah. Toyota Tour Cup stuff there. I actually love that course. Yes. Mm-hmm. But we would, we never would go, maybe a little bit more my senior year, um, but we would never really go over there the earlier years. We, we were pretty heavily at Redlands Country Club, I would say, which is like, um, have you ever played there? I'd imagine probably not. Um, no, I haven't. No, it, it's a little like 1920s style build, like short, small oh. greens, like really pure though. It's a private course and it's where like Dave Stockton grew up playing and that whole Stockton family. So it's, it's a really nice setup and they took good care of us. Um, actually the, the coach now of Redlands was the assistant in the pro shop when I was going there. Funny how things have, have changed since I went there. Um, but yeah, super good area to at least learn how to play in the wind. I think that helped us. Like, I have so many stories from just that course. Um, let me think. I'll pick. I'll pick one because I'm sure I've told the other ones. There was one. I, I qualified for the SoCal Open there. I think I was like 22 or Ooh. something. 
That was pretty funny, actually. I I won in a playoff for an alternate spot. <laughs> I remember going on hole 10, which is like that short par four, right, with the bunker mm-hmm. that you kind of have to fly over off the tee um, on Champions. And I don't know if it's always weird being in a playoff for an alternate spot. Like you want to play well, but you're kind of also kind of, you know, I wouldn't say checked out. You're just not as in, in the mode as you would be if it was like a normal playoff for a, a spot. Right. So I get into it maybe cause I was really, really relaxed. Mm-hmm. I hit the fairway, hit the green to like 20 feet and the pin was like way right. And then I drained this 20 footer to get into the playoff. And I had like crazy fist pump reaction, which normally That's only awesome. comes out when I, when I'm like in a playoff mode, which is kind of funny. Uh, but anyway, that gets <sighs> me into a, tur- that gets me into the tournament. Well, it got me into an alternate spot. And then the night before I get a call from SoCal open that you're, you're in the event. I'm like, okay, (laughs) like, cool. I I was in San Diego, so it was a quick drive. It wasn't that big a deal, but they didn't send me like any of the package stuff, like any of the information about the tournament. They just basically told me like my tea time. Uh, What? So yeah, it was very last minute. So um, yeah, so I get into the tournament and it's like middle of summer. It's probably 110 out. And I'm wearing shorts. I'm like, because it's hot. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't figure it would be that big a deal, especially because it's tuck wet. Like, I would just go out there and practice. Like, I don't know. It just felt very casual to me. So I warm up. I tee off. I play the front nine. And then as I'm walking from, like, 9 to 10, which is a pretty long walk around the clubhouse, one of the officials stops me and is like, if you don't put pants on, you're going to be disqualified. really uh, i've i've been out here for like three hours and nobody said anything to me yeah what the heck (laughs) yeah luckily i had a pair of dress pants in my car in my trunk because all my clothes were like in a hotel right so uh or i was gonna have to buy pants in the uh (laughs) in the pro shop which i didn't want to do so put on the dress pants which uh just i looked so ridiculous it was <laughs> they were like pleated too it was it looked like 1990s tiger era um so and it was 110 that, degrees outside in a, yeah and 110 degrees so oh. after that i could pretty much wear pants in any weather it doesn't bother me literally at all anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i don't know it's it's a fun track I think they do a good job with uh, Henry Liao. Do you know Henry? Do you remember him? I do know him. He's the manager. Yeah. yeah. So he, he, was, he was always good to us, and uh, he was a heck of a player. I think he went to USC, if I'm mm. not mistaken. No, Arizona. I always get that mixed up. Um, but anyway, let's get into uh, some shotgun spinner questions. So, Okay. For our listeners out there who haven't seen this or not watching the video right now, we have a little Wheel of Fortune type spinner that has, I think, 13 different tropics on it, and it'll just kind of point us in the right direction. So let's give it a give it a spin and see what it, what it lands on. Okay. Well, this is this is kind of fitting. Um, so it lands on recovery. Recovery. Okay. <laughs> recovery. So. <laughs> um, 
like recovery. for example over over covid for me was a just a year of recovery items like i have literally right here a massage gun like <laughs> there <laughs> there's always something nearby for me to help me with recovery like um i know you said you've been going and taking care of your body as much as you can but is there something that you do pretty regularly um or maybe something you've added and recently that has really helped so for recovery i think it's very important for you to get enough sleep that's what i've learned this year enough enough sleep is very important and also um i've been trying ice baths with which has been very big help especially in this heat in texas right Mm. oh it's so hot nowadays (laughs) so ice baths were very nice um it relaxes you like at first when I did it, it scared me because it was, I was like hyperventilating. So yeah. it was kind of tough for me to get over it, but they're good for you. And also um, I do stretching in the morning every day, like at least 30 minutes. So that is like a must, I think for, for me, like I recommend doing it to everyone at least like 15, 20 minutes. It's not like that hard. You just bend over or like, stretch on you know each side of your body do twists and turns do neck stretches because for me like all my stress goes into my like back neck Mm. um so that's what i do (laughs) i remember my first ice bath was in high school um Mm -hmm. i did i ran cross country in high school and they were i think it's track and field a little bit too but it's like they're they were very um forward with like ice baths um and we only had <laughs> we only had one ice bath at our high school so we all had to like share it which was kind of random um Aww. so there'd always be like one guy that would go like all the way to their head or like down. yeah um and then there'd be a bunch of us with just like our legs in <laughs> which <laughs> i don't know I, it's hard <laughs> they kind of suck i'm not a huge fan of them um mm-hmm. I did see something on Instagram recently where it's, it might not be the same. It's something to do with like taking cold showers, but apparently mm-hmm. it gets your body like four times the amount of dopamine. As, this is kind of random, but as cocaine, but it spreads itself out through four hours. So mm-hmm. it can be like a healthy substitute for caffeine. Um, mm. if, for people that are trying to get themselves off caffeine. So random, random tidbit. But what I, f- I found after that is if you put your face in a bowl of ice water, it has the same effect because oh wow, like, apparently 95% of your temperature regulation is in your face. So mm. um, it's also a great hangover remedy. <laughs> so... I'll keep that in mind. Uh, anyone, <laughs> anyone wants to try that out? It's a great hangover remedy. Um, it sucks for sure, but you can just get like a salad bowl. The video says to put water in it, then put it in the freezer overnight. But I don't know how that works. I literally just put ice in it and then just dunk my face yeah. in it, um, which I haven't done in a while. But it is definitely hot here, so I might have to give that give that a shot. Um, but how do you how do you do your ice baths? Do you have like at your facility that they have it, or do you have your own setup? Like, there's so many ways. Um, I mean, I have a bathtub here, but I don't know if I'm going to fill yeah. it up with ice. <laughs> well, when I first did it, I 
I did do it like that, like fill up with water. And then like, you know, those bags of ice that they sell at Kroger's or Walmart or whatever. And then I just dump like three bags <laughs> into it. It's a lot. Um, and also like GTX that I explained earlier, they have like an ice bath too, but they don't have ice in it, but it's just temperatured. It feels really good. Um, they had like a 50% off sale this month too. So maybe people could try that out. And like, oh, I forgot to add in, like, I go see them for like chiropractor and stuff because I think it's important for your bones to be like, you know, in place instead of like kind right. of misplaced. Like, yeah, because like, that like does make a big difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been, yeah. Uh, I need to go to chiropractor super bad. Like I, mm -hmm. moving here last October, it's been hard for me to find a chiropractor that's not like stupid expensive, but still yeah. knows what they're doing. Um, mm -hmm. I think I, I called one that's down the street for me for like a uh, preliminary, however you want to call it, you know, session. And like, oh, the first session mm -hmm. will be $250. And then I'm like, hold on. <laughs> I'm not, yeah. I've gone to chiropractors since I was 16 years old. Like, I'm not, like, you don't need to give me the whole, you know, the whole sh show, just mm -hmm. give me somebody that can crack my neck the right way. <laughs> um, yes. I think it makes a world of difference when I was, I don't mm -hmm. know why, maybe because I had so much time on my hands, but COVID I was going like two or three times a week and it's crazy how yeah. quickly your mobility can change. My dad is super, he doesn't like the sound of it, of getting things cracked. So it like, makes them a little paranoid, but my aunt and I, like, we're super into a lot of my friends are super into it. I think it's for golfers. There's so many, um, benefits to it. Um, and when I was in San Diego recently, I had them do the, um, it's like a, I don't know if it's a rope or what you call it, but they put it around your neck and like cross it around your neck and then pull up. Um, it's kind of sketchy. It feels like they're about to pop your head off your neck, <laughs> but, <laughs> But they basically wrap this thing around. It's like a Y strap or something. And they pull. Oh, wow. And you can feel your spine, like, go like this, like, elongate. Mm -hmm. um, so I like that. It, and it, <laughs> it, Like, I have shoulder and neck issues. So I was, like, wondering if it was going to be too much. It was definitely a little bit. It definitely shocked my system. Um, oh. But I would, I would definitely recommend it to anyone that has chronic um, neck, back, immobility issues for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, all right, let's go into the next topic. Did anyone tell you you look like Ricky Fowler kind of? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, only every day. Um, oh yeah. yeah? <laughs> well, I used to work for Cobra Puma. So, um, yeah, definitely got that every day. It's why I don't wear orange. So, um, <laughs> and the, the funny thing is the look he has right now. And if anyone goes on my Instagram, they'll see it. It looks exactly like how I look when I'm on the golf course. I have the same Oakley sunglasses. Like he stole my look. Oh. Um, ah. And I was definitely, maybe this is insider baseball, but I was definitely used for a couple of photo shoots here and there as a Ricky double when I was, uh, when I was there, I definitely, if I get a little tanner, I'm kind of white right now, but if I get a little tanner, yeah. I definitely 
and I, if I grow the facial hair out, yeah. Um, but like I a think, little mustache. <laughs> yeah, I had, um, I had a mustache here when I first got to Texas so I could fit in, but I got rid of it. It's not a good look for me. I don't think, I don't think I can pull it off. Um, but yes, I, you're only the millionth person to say I look like Ricky Fowler. I, I don't think it helps that I have the Puma shirt on, like probably not. Um, and there's like an orange head cover right behind me. Oh, uh, those are golf clubs. What do you play? Cobra, obviously. Uh, right, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Maybe. Right now no? that I'm not <laughs> with anybody. Um, I do have a lot of Cobra just cause I was there for so long and, and they do make mm -hmm. a good quality product. Um, but my bag has 95% Cobra, I think. Um, but I am a fan of Callaway. I worked for Callaway too when I was younger for oh. like four years. So um, when I left, the Epic Speed came out. So that was what, 2013 or 12? Something like that. Um, yeah. So I won't give you that much shit for using Callaway. Like, it's okay. You're, you're totally No, fine. the Paradigm's great. Whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> The paradigm, uh, unfortunately, looks like a Cobra Club from last year, but that might just be a hot take on from me. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> how long have you been using Callaway? Um. So, geez, uh, that's a good question. I have to think about it. Um. I think it's been two years now, maybe two, three years. Gosh, yeah, two, three years. Um, okay. I love their clubs. Like, after I got the Paradigm, I'm just like, I don't think I'll ever change my irons again. I think I'll just stick <laughs> to Paradigm. Yeah. Like, I wasn't, the, I wasn't like, the very, very like, longest hitters on tour. <laughs> but I'm, I, I do, oh, sorry, excuse me. I do believe that I am one of the straightest players. So those irons do help me a lot, like hitting it further. Yeah. Um, the yeah. driver, um, I don't think I gain a lot of distance, but yeah, go ahead. So I'm curious, you guys have such a different setup than I would say a typical like guy's bag would be. Um, what do you do driver three wood? Like what's your, what's your setup in your bag right now? So I have driver three wood hybrid. And then I have five to pitching wedge and then I have an A wedge. And then I have three wedges, 50, 56, 60, and then a putter. Yeah. Okay. So are you, how to think about that? <laughs> Are you one of those players that like really needs to know all the technical stuff behind their clubs, like every little tidbit, or are you more like, just give me the club and if it works, then I'll play it. Oh, I'm, I'm not that technical. I'm just like, I'm a field player. So just give me the club and I'll hit it. Yeah. Okay. No problem. <laughs> I, I wish I could be that way. I think when I was, cause I've done so many fittings, I think I know too much now. I want to go back to where somebody would just hand me a club and then I would just hit it and, and see if it goes in that window. There is definitely a club in my bag that's like that right now. 
The, um, mm -hmm. It's not a Cobra, though, which is probably going to not look very good for all my Cobra friends. <laughs> I have a, a Titleist TSR3 that I've been messing around mm -hmm. with. Um, I don't really play a whole lot of golf anymore, but it was one of those that I just grabbed and hit five balls and it went dead straight every single one. So I put it in the bag um, and it looks really clean. I think it was more so just like having the ability to try something non Cobra for the first time mm -hmm. in five years. Um, but like I said, my bag is pretty heavily, like, I don't even know if you can see, but my whole bag is pumaed out and it's a little bougie, yeah. but, um, I was fortunate enough to be there for the time I was there. So let's go into, actually, before I go into this, or just remind me, I wanted to talk about, so you lived in Korea for a period of time. I'm curious mm -hmm. how, their ideas are in terms of like learning how to play golf and like becoming professional, because I feel like it's a totally different mindset as it is here. Like, could you talk about a little bit of, you know, you, you turned pro, you said you were 18 when you turned pro. Yeah. 18. 18. Yeah. So what was that process like? Did you always know, that you're going to turn pro, like, Oh yeah. I feel like it's a little simpler here where, you know, give me a little bit of idea of, of your upbringing and how, how different it is from Korea to, to how it is here. So I started golf when I was five in California. Uh, my dad introduced me. Um, when I was in Korea, I was 12 years old and um that's like what middle school like junior high right and like we had golf teams that let us like go practice instead of like attending the school and that became an issue so i don't think nowadays pete like there's golf teams i think you have to go to school nowadays um so that's like let's just say like korea has been more like understanding or forgiving about education and you know like they took sports as like a career like took it more seriously does that make sense yeah um so you can go play golf if that's your career if you're in the golf team mm -hmm. and in america you have to go to school so that's right. one of the big differences that i would say um me personally I think that I can't say that Korea is more competitive. I want to say like America is more relaxed and open-minded as in like just the culture. I mean, it is what it is. Um, that's why I like, I wanted to move back to the States and I did move back to the States in 2020 to um, continue my professional career on tour in the, in the U S um, I just thought it felt more like home and where I wanted to be uh i mean they're both very competitive it's just korea like you still ride carts in like the epson tour in korea yeah okay yeah so there's some differences like that and also um yeah sorry go ahead 
Can you speak to like in the last couple of years why we've seen such an influx of Korean golfers on the LPGA and the Epson? Is it because they're given more of an opportunity to like, okay, this is what you're going to do. And it seems like it's, I don't know if strict is the right word, but maybe more, more focused in a certain direction or what can you speak to that at all? So I think it definitely has to do with, you know, like the more opportunity of playing golf at a younger age than going to school, but also, uh, it definitely, it has to do with something with being more strict, I guess. Cause it's more like, if you're going to play golf, you're all about golf, but in like the States, you have to go to school and golf is important, but education is very important too. If that makes sense. <laughs> so I'm, I played, or I didn't play, I caddied for the U.S., or sorry, the China national golf team when I was in college. This is a super random Mm -hmm. story, but our coach got four of us from my college team to go caddy for four women from the Chinese national team that were playing at Industry Hills. Have you ever played there? Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, What's it called? They had the U.S. Open qualifier there. Yeah. Yeah, it was so. It was U.S. Open qualifying, yeah. um, which we weren't told. <laughs> oh, we were just—we were literally all we were told was, "Show up at this time. You're going to be caddying for this group. It's going to be a quick 18 holes. They'll pay you for it, and then you can come back to school." Well, we get there to U.S. Open qualifier. It's 36 holes, um, oh. so it's going to be a whole whole day. We probably should have <sighs> looked it up, but it was like. I don't know. Didn't really matter at that point. So we get there. It's, I think it was four or five. Um, and this could be totally different from the Korean teams, but basically we show up to the range and they all have the exact same swing. Like they're all perfect. Like not to give you any, any shit. Your swing is really positionally perfect, but they were like (sighs) all, super dialed in. like I couldn't honestly tell the difference between them um and this is actually pretty funny so at the time I was taking Chinese in college like mm-hmm. my mom's from Hong Kong originally so I I could get the oh. accent down but I don't speak it very well um if at all and I was taking in college so I knew a little bit but one of the dads of the group asked us hey does anyone speak Chinese and everyone starts pointing at me <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I get, all right, let's just, one. so they, they put me with their top player because I spoke Chinese, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, okay, this is a lot of pressure all of a sudden. Um, so I should have kept in contact. I wish I did, but I go over to her and I'm starting to clean her clubs and she has like a, a staff bag, but not a staff bag. Like, it still has stand, like a leg stand on it, but it's like the heaviest thing in the world. I'm like, okay, I gotta mm-hmm. lift this around for eight hours, nine hours. Um, so she can't speak a lick of English, and we go the first tee, um, and the whole time I'm just trying to remember numbers. Like, can I give her anything? Like, I was probably just gonna carry the bag the whole time. But yeah. is there anything I can do? Because I, d- I did know enough to, like, 
you know, get away with it. Um, and I don't even know to this day if I even helped her at all. I don't know if she was playing in yards or meters. Like I was giving her numbers in yards. Like I eventually got it, like after maybe three or four holes, I got it down to where I could say how far she was. Um, but for the most part, I let her do her thing. Um, but what was shocking to me, so this is like on the very first hole, she hits an okay drive and there's, I think she was probably like 150 yards in or something. So she's not very far, but there's a tree in her way and she can't shape it. She doesn't want to go over the tree. Mm-hmm. Like she's scared to. So she lays up to like the fairway to the left and then um, chunks her chip. Like she make, makes a double on the first hole, which was like, she's clearly a good enough player to just hit it onto the green, right? But there was a tree in the way. <laughs> like any of us, I would have just hit a pitching wedge over it, would have been fine. Um, and that was the, she did that for the entire day. So I didn't, it's so different to me because I grew up shaping the ball quite a bit um, mm-hmm. or at least trying to figure it out. Like I wouldn't just, I would never lay it up from 150 yards and she hit the ball far enough. Like I would say she was hitting her drives maybe 260. Like she was hitting it. She had enough power. It wasn't about power. It was the fact that she could hit the tree. Um, but what am I going to say? I don't speak the language. So um, yeah, that was quite a day. I remember at the turn, we get our sandwiches. Um, like they gave us a box lunch. And then I think it was her dad. I'm not really sure, but opens up her bag and there's like a tub full of waters and puts like 10 waters in the bag. <laughs> like, uh, okay, I'm just going to carry this for the rest of the day. Um, and then I wolfed down my sandwich and she hands me her like box lunch. So I figured she wants me to like hold on to it because she didn't really eat any of it. So I'm just holding on to this bag full of 10 water bottles, her lunch. And she had, I think, already had a five-hour energy. She downs another five-hour energy at the turn after 18 holes. So she's had two five-hour energies in this short period of time, which I would have been like shaking if I had that much capital. Oh, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, so I think she played okay the second the second 18, but she doesn't get in. Um, but I remember we're on like hole 15 or 16, and I'm still holding this box lunch for her. I think she's maybe had five waters, so I'm still carrying a good amount of water. And in perfect English, she goes, oh, I don't need that anymore. Talking about my box lunch. <laughs> I was just like... I'm just standing there like, are you, I wanted to like curse her out, but I wasn't going to. Yeah. Um, I, anyway. I would have been like, you speak English? And then <laughs> like cussing in my head. <laughs> I like I've caddied a good, a good amount in the past. I can't I look crazy. Carried, I, I've never oh my carried goodness. a bag for eight hours without putting any input in. Like, I don't even know if she was, again, I don't know if I was giving her anything, anything that would help. She was, I think she was a little rattled by the start that she had. And I don't know. It was just a weird situation in general. Um, I don't even remember if we got paid for it. I think we did. (laughs) You think you did? I, I, if I, actually, I'm pretty sure we did because I'm, 
fairly certain our move back then. I don't know if you ever had this move, but we would go to Domino's and they had like the three pizza for $15 each deal. Yeah. Um, we would always do that. That was always our, our move in college. Each of us could finish a medium pizza um, and play video games. So anyway, that's my story for the day. Um, that reminds me. Um, oh, that reminds me of like my shot. Like, you know, so the funny thing is, uh, I think I had one birdie on my second round at the U.S. Women's Open. Um, it was on like one of the last holes, like the 16th hole, the par three. Um, geez, I don't remember the yardage. I think it was like 180 yards. And then I hit a hybrid. It went over the green. And like, I hit it so straight. Like, like I hit it, I hit it so straight. It's just that the golf course was so like glass. Like it was super thin, super fast, super hard. So I, I was, it wasn't something that I was used to playing because I'm good at like, like hitting it at its yardage and spinning it. But that was not the play that I should have been doing. Um, but anyway, so like, I don't know what went through my mind, but when I hit my lob shot, um, I was like, like, I was nervous because everybody got quiet. There was like a ton of people there. Like I was, I don't know if you saw it, but like there's this grandstand like right behind me and I was very nervous, but I was like, okay, we've done this before. Let's just spin it and uh, let it roll up since, you know, it's been a very like hard day. Like the ground was like really hard. Yeah. Um, so I was like, okay. And I was thinking about my coach. His name is Mark Govier. Um, he's from Wales and he's been like, I've been working with him. I don't know. Jeez. I think it's been a year now. Um, but anyways, yeah. Has it been a year? Has it been longer? It's probably been two years, man. I'm sorry. Sorry, Mark. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I did this flop shot. It went super smooth and I was like, go, go. <sighs> no, I think I said sit. Uh, see, I can't even remember. I'm sorry. But <laughs> But it was, it was like really butter. And then I don't know, like you were talking about like trick shots about that other girl. And then I was just thinking, oh, that felt like a trick shot. Although it was just a lob shot, but yeah, I went in. So the crowd went lower and that was fun. <laughs> yeah. 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 They, uh, they mis mistaken you for like another Karen Kim that went to Princeton or something. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> I guess there's another girl named Karen Kim in Dallas, Texas, and I've been wanting to like say something about it, but like I don't think anybody like really knows. Um, yeah. I don't know who she is, but people have gone mistaken with her and me. Um, I've never yeah. met her. I've never heard of her, but yeah. You have the same. You have the same problem that I do. Like. Karen Kim's probably the hardest name to Google. <laughs> oh, so yeah. <laughs> I mean, Nick, Nick Johnson is like the hardest thing for anyone to find. I'm always like, good luck. Good luck if you can find him. <laughs> um, but that, I, I watched that video a few times today. It was pretty funny. <laughs> and then I think I saw your like little blurb is like, that's not me. Um, what yeah. is your... Her name was like Yu Hong Kim. What, what's your full Korean name? Okay, so uh, my full Korean name is Karen. Karen's my first name. 
people are like, do you have a real name? Like, you know, Korean name. But my dad gave me my Korean name as my middle name. It's Heejin, H-E-E-J-I-N, and then Kim. So that's my full name. Okay, cool. I, I'm trying to think <laughs> if I have a Chinese name or not. I have a, yeah, John Lake, I think is my Chinese name. Does it have a meaning to it? I'm sure. It Usually does. they do, right? Yeah. yeah. So mine, I think, I think it was happy treasure. Yeah. Happy treasure. I think that's what it means. <laughs> um, I'll have to ask my mom. I don't remember what meaning it is. I think the the story they always say, like, I always hear that I was named after Santa Claus because St. Nick. That's what okay. they, my parents tell me. My Asian name, though, I'm, I have no idea. Uh, I had a different one in Chinese class. Uh, Zhongliji was my one in Chinese class. And that's that was more like Mandarin-based, where my other one is Cantonese-based. I don't know. That's my extent of knowledge in Chinese, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to say, did you get better? <laughs> no. That's that's about it. It comes it comes and goes. Like I think, um, with anything, it just comes from using it. Like my my Spanish is probably a little bit better than uh, it used to be because it's my position at Cobra. I could use it quite a bit. Uh, a lot of our workers spoke Spanish, so it would kind of oh, okay. I would hear it a lot, um, and then I would spend some time in Mexico, and I could use it. Um, mm. Although. I don't know if that counts. I would just say like mas tequila, por favor. <laughs> like, yeah. that's, that's pretty, that's pretty Even I understood that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mexico is actually one of my favorite places to go visit. This is actually oh, wow. a, a good segue because it seems like on your Instagram, you're, you're a foodie, like you're super into different kinds of food. And so let's, <laughs> let's talk about that. So there's a, there's a place in Mexico that, is called uh, Fauna, F-A-U-N-A. So it's in um, it's in Ensenada, which is like an hour south of the border. It's kind of in their wine country, which is not really that important. But um, this place has a six-course meal that is like $120. Like it's in, in terms of a six-course meal, that's pretty cheap. Right. So um, I've gone to it three or four times now, I think, something like that. But this most recent trip, we went, uh, my sister, my brother-in-law, my aunt, and then my sister's friend from London, who's a caterer, who's like a chef. So we wanted to take him there to get his, his take on it. So we don't tell him, though, anything about it. We just, we just went. Okay. So we yeah. We have we have our first we have our first course and it was like um, a head of lettuce that was super good or not a head, mm -hmm. I don't even know how you would call it a head of lettuce is like a big circle right this is like a flat piece of lettuce so it was super good and then it came with like tortillas that were stuffed with like sweet potato super mm. good tapas yeah like tapas it was amazing I love tapas so, oh it's so good. <laughs> Um, and their drinks were like so good. I think I had like some sort of mezcal concoction. Um, <laughs> but we get through the first course 
and um, <laughs> the guy we we brought, Mark, is, is his name. He goes, oh, that was so good. What are we going to, like, are, are we going to the next place? I'm like, dude, we have three more hours here. <laughs> like, he was like, holy shit, no way. Um, and it's, it's one of the, they do have it like all cart too. You don't have to buy the whole six course thing if you don't want to, but that's kind of the whole reason to go. Um, mm -hmm. Like it's a whole ordeal, which we probably should have told him that we were going to be there for like a good amount of time. He was so excited about being, that was his first time in Mexico. So he was so excited to go to different places. And, um, and unfortunately this is really, I, I don't know about you, your thoughts on this tactic, but a lot of restaurants will take chairs that are uncomfortable so that they, they can get more turnaround, more customer turnaround. I don't know if you know that was a thing, but <laughs> you're looking at me like you have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> Wait, what? They so, switch out chairs? No. So they, they put in chairs that are seemingly uncomfortable so that they can get more. Customer oh, so, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's it's something I I learned somewhere. But for a place like this, though, when you have six course meals, it doesn't make sense to have uncomfortable chairs because you're there for a long yeah. time. But say right. like say like a sushi place, right? Where the most revenue they make is by headcount, right? So they get uh -huh. the more more people in and out, or like a place that has a conveyor yeah. belt, right? Mm -hmm. You're trying to get people in and out as fast as you can. So you try to make it a good experience, but you also like don't want to give them the best seating possible so that you <laughs> want to stand mm. up. Right. Um, I probably found that out at bar on bar rescue. Actually, did you ever watch that show? Yeah. Bar rescue. <laughs> um, no, I, I was haven't. Watching it, like every other night yeah. when I was, I was running like a golf course here. Um, but anyway, have you tried the tapas? Oh, I'm sorry. I interrupted no, go you. Ahead. Go ahead. No, I, that was ba basically the story. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was fun. Cool. <laughs> Have you uh, tried like omakase? So it's like, that's the tapas for sushi places, Japanese restaurants. Okay. Omakase no, is, is all, what they call it. Is it all like sashimi or what is it? Yeah. Uh, so, so they're basically like, tapas like in small plates and they have like little like one serving two servings um it's sushi sashimi sometimes it's like some special like weird looking thing but it's supposed to taste really good yeah i like those no. i was just saying you should try that if you like sushi yeah no i love sushi but not here like not here what it is I don't know what it is about Austin. I don't like any of the food here. <laughs> I can't. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't eat the Tex-Mex because it makes me think of Mexico. And that place in Mexico has ruined me because it's so good. Everywhere. Yeah. Oh. I mean, San Diego, I can pass, but. Um, fauna. Fauna. Super. Honestly, every place in, it's called Valle de Guadalupe. So anywhere in there, there's not that many restaurants, but all of them are really, really good. Um, mm. but my favorite in terms of like Asian food right now is there's this hot pot place in, um, San Diego. It's, it's literally called Mongolian hot pot. Like it's not <laughs> something about Asian restaurants and having like the most basic names possible. Um, but it's super good. It's $25, like all you can eat. Um, 
that's typical. And it's just fun. Like it's it's kind of like tapas a little bit, but you're all yeah. like, cooking your own food at the same. Yeah. What's funny is like my mom likes doing that at our house. Like we'll just set it up in our um, dining room and set mm-hmm. up a couple pots and do it ourselves. But last time I was there, they found this place and it's actually really good meat quality and it's not like overly crowded which is you think would be a bad thing because it doesn't mean it's like busy or not but they're always busy it's just like way more casual right you can kind of just go in jeans and there's a couple places nearby that are super bougie too that like everything's on like Mm -hmm. a tablet or an ipad so uh, yeah (laughs) but what's like in in dallas i was there a couple months ago uh, oh, what's like your favorite place? What's your, what's your go-to food right now? Oh my goodness. Um, so I've been in Dallas since 2020. Um, I've been here for like almost three years now. So, uh, I mean, like if you're from, you know, California or from Korea, then it's hard to beat like the food from where I'm from, because <laughs> mm-hmm. I personally think they have better food in Korea. I mean, yeah, and in California. <laughs> um, so I don't really have a favorite restaurant in Texas, but for my go to, yeah. I know I like going out. I like going out. And it's not that I'm bad at cooking. I think I'm pretty decent at cooking. Like, hmm. like my friends like my cooking, uh, my family, they're like, oh, this is good. Yeah. So I don't think I'm bad at cooking. <laughs> if, if I don't know. Anyway. It, if that's how they say it, then you might not no. be <laughs> <laughs> No. If that's, all, if that's all they say, oh, this is good. Anyway. Yeah, maybe. No. <laughs> no, I'm on the same page as that. Why'd you pick Dallas of all places? Because, so, it was for my career since, like, Dallas, Texas is in the central, and, like, we have tournaments all over um, the country. I thought it would be easier to travel. You know how, like, some people say tournaments, or tor- and I say tournaments? I don't know why I say tournaments, but my friends are, like, making fun of me saying that, like, how I pronounce it. I don't know. Yeah, sound, I say sound, tournaments. Sound the same. Oh yeah. It sounds the same to me. Tournaments. 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 I say tournaments. I don't know why. What? Oh, you just <laughs> accentuate the tour part. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's not. It's not fine to me. <laughs> I thought. Okay. Maybe I'm not hearing it. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think if I went to any good places in Dallas. It was like. I was there for like two weeks. It was a very flat area. I was like in downtown next to the Mavericks, like basketball stadium. Mm-hmm. What is it called? American Airlines Center or something. Um, Genia. But that's like ramen. So, um, and they have those everywhere. So I don't know if I count that. I was staying with a buddy. So maybe he just didn't take me anywhere good. <laughs> I don't know why I can't think Well, let me know when you come to Dallas, and then I could, like, bring my friends out, and we could, like, all go somewhere. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Do you like Korean yeah. food? Yeah. Yeah. I used yeah? to go to Korean okay. places all the time. Yeah, I think they're pretty good. 
I mean, oh, I don't know, in Texas. Mm. Yeah. I like Korean barbecue. I'm a sushi and steak person. Like, yeah. I like Korean sushi barbecue and steak. is really actually, I would say, undervalued because it's so easy to do. It's a lot of fun. I'm trying to think of the last time I. Usually, I would combine it with karaoke at some point. <laughs> uh, what? Have you tried soju? Is it because. Soju? <laughs> I haven't yeah. tried soju in a long time. Um, yeah. I'm actually. <laughs> no, I shouldn't sing karaoke. Um, <laughs> topic. Okay. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to. Apparently, I don't have a whole lot of good stories from Dallas. Um, what is the trail that's right there that goes through Dallas all the way to SMU? And my memory is not good today. I'm still new to um, Texas. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wish I could help you. I was in um, San Diego for like a month, and I had so many people ask me, like, so why'd you move to Austin again? Because uh, I just wanted to be in 105 heat every day and not see the yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I am moving. Back. <laughs> so uh, you are. I am. Yeah, and probably in October or something. Maybe I don't know. Oh, still working out. Still working okay. out the details. Where do you play in Dallas? Do you have a golf course you play, or do you? Um, I used to play at um, Prestonwood, Castle Hills. I'm. Thinking about trying to go get a membership at Merido. Do you know where that is? I don't know any of those places. <laughs> okay, they're all private. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't yeah. have asked. I shouldn't have asked because I only know Dallas National. This is the only one I could. Oh play. yeah, so I've played there once. Have you played there? No, I have a friend that uh, works in like the performance center there. Oh, um, that's cool. I think Corey Gladstone. Um, I might anyway. I might work there like in the winter time a little bit as a part time job. I think that's yeah, to make some extra cash and a couple a couple yeah. different people play Jordan out of there. Spieth. Yeah. Jordan Spieth. Yeah. Shuffler. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure why. Yeah. I don't know. Dallas Dallas was fun to a degree, but the longer I was there, the the more I wanted to get out of there. <laughs> No. I could say the same thing. I could say the same thing about Austin. So um, I think I'm just the irony of me being a San Diego boy and having a surfboard right behind me. Yeah, I think I'm just too San Diego. Let's do uh, one more topic and I'll let you go. I appreciate the time. So I ended on travel. So travel could be, it's kind of similar to recovery in a certain sense, but like one, why don't you give us an idea of how many weeks of the year you're currently traveling? And then, like, what do you, do you have your routine to, like, you set up for your event? Like, I'm always curious, too, how people get their stuff together for tournaments. Like, I had my process. Like, if I need to go pack a bag right now, I know exactly mm -hmm. what I need to pack. Um, but I'm sure, you know, event to event there's a lot of things you need to do is there anything you you have that's like i have to have this with me every time i, go I do travel anywhere yeah go ahead um well obviously my golf bag but other than that my makeup kit <laughs> uh i need my cosmetic kit 
I think skin is very important. Maybe it's because I'm Asian. I don't know. <laughs> like I have to have my facial cleanser. I have to have my toothbrush, toothpaste, face mask. So that's like something that you put before you go to bed. I mean, I like to put it before I go to bed so I don't have to like go outside. Um, sunscreen, cosmetic stuff, makeup. Um, enough clothes. Definitely skirts because I like wearing skirts. Um, golf clothes, pajamas. Yeah. My phone, oh, earbuds. I have to have my earbuds at all times, like even when I'm not traveling. So, yep. So, not to throw you under the bus, but you did give me a green bubble when we were texting earlier. Are you not? You're not on the iPhone game either. Are you going full Android on us? Oh, uh, so I did have an iPhone, but yeah, I'm I'm with Android with Samsung. I did I just because I had a better deal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. I feel like it's something about the green bubble, though. You're always like, oh, God. yeah, it's it's a green bubble text. Um, it's not it's not a it's something I, I give my dad a lot of shit about because yeah. we have these group chats chats with our family. Uh huh. We have sep we have separate ones because he doesn't have an iPhone and everyone else does. Yeah. So. So, and we can't, we can't, I mean, this is first, first world problems, but we can't, um, name the group chat because he has an Android, mm -hmm. which I didn't know was a thing until, until, uh, my sister told me that. So, um, don't worry. I didn't block you. <laughs> <laughs> well, after this episode, I wouldn't blame you. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, we're going to. I'm going to come to Dallas, you're going to come here, and you're going to show me how to, how to hit the ball straight. Um, I mean, I'm going to Cal uh, California uh, maybe in October, too, for a photo shoot. I don't know. It might be, like, October. I don't know when specifically. So I got an offer with – have you heard of Ghost Golf? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, – I might have a contract going on with them. Um, not yet. So, like, I'm looking forward to that. And they're wanting to do a photo shoot with me. So Got I'm excited so that, for that. That's why, that's why you got the makeup kit and the face mask. And you're, yeah. you're, you're a full-fledged model. <laughs> uh, maybe that's – I've been trying to get my model game up. Maybe I need to look into face masks yeah. again. I used to <laughs> You don't see them as much anymore, but there used to be a crazy, like, the charcoal masks. Did you ever do those? Is it is it, like, the foamy one, or is it, like, the like hydrating? It's, like, the black one where you put it, like, here and oh. here, and then you, like, peel it off. Oh, yeah. That's not good for you. <laughs> is it not? <laughs> it makes your pores bigger. It, like, peels off your skin. It's not good for you. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm not going to do that, then. Um, yeah. Just do the hydrating ones. Just do the hydrating ones. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've They're done great. a face mask in a long time. Yes, I have done a face mask. The, I have a sister, so. <laughs> it, it feels good, it yeah. Gonna, it was going to happen eventually. Um, Self-care. We talked about this on my last episode with Erica. Self-care is very, very important, not for women, mm -hmm. for men as well. Um, in fact, I have... 
plans to go get a drink with a teammate of mine tonight, but I'm oh, questioning whether or not fun. I'm going to go because I was going to draw a bath and have a self-care night. So <laughs> Maybe I can just leave it. I can leave it till later in the week, I guess. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, what else? What else do you travel wise? So have you had maybe any issues with your golf clubs? I feel like the last couple of months or maybe just since COVID airlines just can't figure their shit out. Like I've seen so many people lose clubs. Like now I have an air tag in my bag whenever I travel anywhere. I love those things. They're like, I don't know, 30 bucks or whatever. Um, but have you been lucky to get your, like, this is another thing too, is maybe it's just me being a golf nerd, but I always take my clubs apart when I travel, like take the heads off. And then I also saw you're supposed to put the clubs upside down in your bag. It seems a little bit much, but no, I haven't done that. I don't, I don't know, I don't know if that's help. safe though. Yeah. Uh, so Mm, lucky for me, the worst thing that happened to me was just a delay of a arrival. So my bag arrives the next day and they sent like a delivery car or something to give me my golf bag. Other than that, I never got anything damaged. So I think I was lucky. You're super lucky. Yeah. I saw somebody, I think it was on WAPT or something on Instagram that. Yeah. A I forget who it was, but she had to play and there was like a rain delay. So she, she played half the rounds with a rental set. Mm -hmm. Well, I had to play the full round with it, but it was split in two different days and she got her clubs right. like that night. So she couldn't, because I guess it's a, you have to use the same equipment in the same round. Yeah. Sense. Um, but th that must suck if you <laughs> literally get your clubs and you're just like, well, I can't touch these until. I don't even know how she would have done that. You had, she probably had like nine holes to play with a rental set and then gives them back and then goes back to the hotel, gets her, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure she oh. figured it out. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah. Um, all right. Well, Karen, thanks so much for taking the time today. This has been a, a bit of a spacey episode for both of us, I think. <laughs> both over, I think we're both overheated, but uh, we'll we'll definitely have you on for another episode, and we'll get get Shelby to. Hopefully, she can figure out her Wi-Fi. I don't know; she hasn't texted yeah. me, so hopefully, it's all good. But for our listeners out there, check us out on Spotify, YouTube, uh, Apple Music, and we will be back with the next episode next Friday. We'll see you then. Okay. Thanks for having me. This has been Off the Collar, powered by Backswing Golf Events.